And welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, as always, Tina. How are you today? I'm good, Rob. We're doing this at a different time, so I'm kind of digging it. I know. Very wild. We're doing an uh, afternoon recording, or actually morning. It's not even afternoon yet. That's what happens when we both have the same day off. Yeah, or one of us calls in sick and... <laughs> stays at home because that's I wasn't, more what it is. I wasn't feeling well, so but it's okay. It's one of those ones where I can still do uh, what I'm doing here, so it's all there fun. I like it. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's very, it's very interesting. It's kind of like what we did um, with the um, show we oh, have coming recording. up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, our interview. We did it on a Sunday, and since with the time difference and such, it was the only day that they could do it. And by the way, I really enjoyed uh, recording that podcast uh, on true crimes and, and things. It actually made me start uh, diving into them, looking into it a little bit. I told you that I don't really pay attention to stuff mm-hmm. like that because I don't like to be scared. But after talking on the podcast, I, I was a little interested. So, Yeah, and she dives into some some fucking winners, man. Like... Holy shit. It, it just goes to show you there's some crazy fucking people out there. Yeah. The cool thing is she's so darn cute and so upbeat and bubbly. Mm-hmm. And then her passion is true true crimes. I I found that a little um I don't know. I was surprised. Yeah. I, I, she I mean, didn't fit the personality that I was expecting at all. It, Exactly, because I, I thought before I actually saw who she was, I kind of thought the same thing. And then, of Absolutely. course, you see her and she is she's like this little cute girl who's like, hey, guys, I was like, oh, wow. But yeah, she would have been somebody we would have buddied up with in high school. She oh, was totally. that like easygoing. For sure. I mean, just super cool. Lexi was a, a great guest. And if you're listening to this show, hopefully if you've already heard it, if you haven't, you need to go back and listen to it. It's going to be good. And listen to her podcast. Yes. It's super cool. The Reaper Report. The Reaper Report. Yep. Well, and I'm sure you'll see a lot of that. Um, We're we're going to keep plugging her and getting her going, see if we can't get her a fan base as well. Nice. So we'll roll into something kind of uh, on the same platform, maybe not as of killers, but something kind of interesting because we all kind of have them or something to it. We have fears and phobias. I thought phobias were kind of um, interesting, um, interesting thing because you hear about, you know, the the common ones like arachnophobia. Obviously, people fear of spiders. But I looked up, um, <laughs> I looked something up before we got on the air and it's from uh, loudcloudhealth.com. And it's basically basically facts about phobias. Um for 2022 some of the strangest phobias and things i didn't know there's a fear of garlic that is so crazy yeah a fear of long words and a fear of stars which i think is wow i mean how can you go outside at night um (laughs) the percentage in the u.s population with um a certain phobia is only about 8.7 percent so it's really not a lot 
um, there's this is must be a uh, English um, website because it says 30% of Britons are afraid of meeting people due to post lockdown anxiety. I think that one's pretty real. I know I, for sure. I know people that don't, they, they used to be social and now they don't really go out at all. Isn't it kind of weird though? Yeah. Like I thought that that was more of a personality trait, not a, a it would never be a fear. You know what I mean? You either mm-hmm. liked being around people or you didn't, but apparently that's not the case. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Here's a here's one that kind of hits home, but not for me, but my best friend, 33 to 40 percent of the general population experience anxiety related to flying. I get that. You're so out of control when you're sitting in the back of the plane. I I get a little anxious. I'm not going to lie. Not like it stops me from flying, Mm -hmm. but it definitely kind of. I'm kind of more the one that needs to be in control. So sitting in the back of the plane, like, can I have some water? It doesn't sit well with me. Right. My best friend, (laughs) and I'm not joking, he has to have drinks before he gets on an airplane. And it doesn't matter if he's drinking at six o'clock in the morning. He's he's sent me pictures from LAX, literally at the bar, getting drinks Mm -hmm. so he can get on an airplane. I was like, wow, like that's pretty common. It is. No, I think it's more common than people understand. I mean, obviously, for between 33 percent and 40 percent of the population, the general population experience it. So, I mean, we're talking about a large amount of human beings that do not like getting on airplanes, but it's the only way to really go across the country. I mean, it's the quickest way. It's the quickest way. Um, here's one that's I think is very very prominent and I'm surprised it's not more the fear of failure is prevalent among 33% of Americans I used to have that one yeah I used to be afraid to not do well in school or afraid to not uh, like I played softball and I was a catcher afraid of not being perfect and not getting the ball where it needs to be uh, not calling the play correctly that I remember really having some anxiety. It took it took some of the fun out of playing. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, um, you know, I mean, I played I played hockey and I obviously I did wrestling and a little different. But I think that there is something to that of of messing up or or uh, obviously of just down. yeah, exactly. Just failure in general. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the same thing with with like starting this podcast. Like there's always, there was, I had a fear of failure, you know, before I, I, I came at it that we were already failing. Like yeah, we were see. just going to not do this right. right. So <laughs> I, yeah, I, I still feel really insecure about this podcast. I'm not going to lie. Well, that's good. I mean, it's here and, and we'll, we'll go into the next one, which I think this is, it says Americans, but I think it's probably most people. It says 77% of Americans are afraid of public speaking. Ooh, I never had that one. Well, that's I was good. the talker. Yeah. I mean, did you public have speaking. Um, yeah, I would say I probably did um, until I was in my 20s. Yeah. Um, yeah, but wrestling, you get 
gets rid of that quick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're in front of a crowd and and there's a microphone in your hand, you 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 either do that or you fail very quickly. So, um, yeah, I I got over that shit quick. Um, but I know a lot of people. They actually have um, like things called po- um, I almost said podcast. Um, Mm-hmm. They have groups that work with you so that you could speak publicly. Toastmasters is, okay. a, is a professional one that people go to that have fears of public speaking. I, I mean, I, uh, that one doesn't surprise me. I think that that's very, very, very prevalent. Um, and, and it just, you know, and then it, it ramps you up. People who dig it. I know people who are wrestlers that couldn't wait to be out in front of everybody to give me the mic. Let me go and go to work. So, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's, it's common though. Um, more than 75% of adults suffer from dental fear. I have heard more people talk about not getting their teeth done because they were afraid of that than anything else. I get it. I'm, I'm, I've had a lot of dental work. So for me, like I can give two shits. Um, I'm not a fan of shots, but you become a fan of shots when they start pulling teeth out. Never <laughs> You're like, tooth pulled out, but I give me the shot. I don't want to feel shit when it comes to my teeth. Exactly. I see those dental tools and they look so barbaric here in the year that we're living in. And they look like <laughs> something they probably used in medieval times. That kind of creeps me out a little bit. But the dentist is, is my friend. The dentist has kept all my teeth in my mouth. And I will keep going to him as long as I possibly could want. Here's one. Uh, 48% of Americans felt anxious about getting infected by coronavirus. I get that. I think we all did. Nobody, nobody uh, escaped that one. I don't think. I yeah, think I think that, that there's. I think there were people that were anxious, like super, super uh, scared or super, you know, uh, in fear of it. Um, I'd say that's still a very real fear because of the job I work in. People still don't want to come get their hair done unless it's like seven o'clock on a Tuesday morning when nobody's going to be at the shop. Right. And and literally they come out for that. And I. You know, right now with work being the way it is, I'll get up and go and do it yeah. for them because you got to yeah, make you your money booking. somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and ev- I hear everybody in the shop, the buzz of that is, is very real still. You talked about something off the air with me before we got on that, um, that you had a fear of falling. I did. I had a huge fear of falling from a high place. I'm not afraid of heights. I was afraid of the fall. And, and that really affected me, um, like getting on a ladder or doing anything where I wasn't planted on the ground. And so I decided I needed to fix that because it was affecting me. And so I, I bungee jumped and I did it three different times, once in Vegas, once in Mexico, and once here at the first time was a ride at Magic Mountain. And um, I don't have that fear anymore. Well, it's funny, too, because you know that the fall doesn't kill you. It's the sudden stop at the end. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
But 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 since we talked about that earlier, this is one of the things exposure therapy is the most uh, is the best treatment for phobias. Uh, like I didn't if you're know that at the time, but if you're I afraid of it. if you're afraid of spiders, they put spiders on you. Oh, hell no. I'm not afraid of spiders, but I don't want them on me. Right. I want them stuck to the bottom of my shoe. <laughs> so what is this? People with people with sad, which I don't know what that is. I guess it, they should have given us a. Uh, it must be some disorder. People with sad are seven times more likely to use cannabis regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. I don't know what that is. Maybe people that are just sad. <laughs> so generally phobias um, can be divided into four categories. They're natural environment, animals, situations, and medical treatment. Say that again. So natural environment. So probably something like falling off of a cliff or um, being caught or drowning. Um, something to that nature. Animals, obviously spiders and I'm sure there's a fear of dogs or fear of cats, something like that. Situations, um, I would probably put like flying, mm -hmm. situational stuff, driving long distances, driving in the snow, driving this, you know, however. And then medical treatment. And I think a lot of people have the fear of dying, going under, or having something done to them. How can you not, though, in some way, shape, or form, if you're going in for a surgery and you're, you're, fine basically you're alive but once you go under and they start cutting that that fear's got to be pretty real mm -hmm. I, I, for sure i mean i think that that's a huge one and i mean i've been put under just for teeth um that i remember and yeah it's a weird feeling to kind of see the world black out and hope you wake up and when I was five, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no. Well, well I was just to say that the, the weird part about it is that there's no time involved in your head. Yeah. You, you go under and you wake up and it literally feels like it was okay, a small, but yeah, just like, Hey, it's that quick. And it's like, that's the weird part. I think all in all, and you wake up and you have metal in your elbow or, you know, whatever they've done to you. It's like, that's kind of the crazy part. When, when I was five, I had to have my uh, tonsils removed because I had been sick, kind of a sick kid and my brother was as well. So we went, we both went the same week to get our tonsils taken out. And I did have a death experience during that um, surgery because I woke up at the end of it and started screaming and ripped out all my stitches so I was bleeding to death and they had to put me back under and I remember having two surgeries after that and I was like okay is this the one that's gonna like cross me over <laughs> am I going to go and have that happen again but it didn't it wasn't really a scary feeling because I had such a, a a neat experience um, while I was, I guess, not here that I didn't, it, it's not a fear. I'm, I don't fear death at all because of it. I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, that, how many more years do I have before I would get to that again? Cause it was just such a, a beautiful, I had such a beautiful experience. Wow. Interesting. 
love to talk about that. One. Yeah, we'll have that would actually be a good one to do. We should do that. Yeah. Um, out of those main categories that we just talked about, um, well, when it comes, uh, it has kind of a definition on here. When it comes to nature environment phobias, the most common is fear of the dark okay. and the fear of heights, which. I don't like heights and we talked about it off the air before we came on. You know, I was an alarm installer and, and I was on like 25, 30 foot ladders a lot. And I, I don't think I broke it because I still don't like heights, but I don't I could get on a ladder right now and have no problem whatsoever and, and be fine with it just because you're you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, animal phobias. Fear of insects, I think, is very common. Here's one for you. The fear of mice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say I'm a, I might butcher some of these names, but that one was called is called mustophobia. Musto. M-U-S-O. Phobia. That's <laughs> crazy. Uh, situational phobias, as the name suggests, are linked to situations. Fear of flying. Fear of close spaces. Claustrophobia. Mm. claustrophobia is kind of a weird thing like uh, i don't think i have like true claustrophobia but i like uh, have you ever seen the movie devil where the four people get caught in an elevator no uh you should you should see it um there's i think it's four or five people are in an elevator and it stops well, one of them inside the elevator is Satan. Oh, hell no. It, it's, it's really good. You should check it out. It's a good film. It's a, it's a M. Night Shyamalan movie, I think. I think he produced it or whatever. It's interesting, but you're, you're stuck on an, on an elevator, and it's worse than it's with Satan. But um, the point of being in that closed off of area, I mean, I could do it for probably a couple of hours, and I'd be fine, as long as there was other people. Alone would be sucky. Like if you were alone during when you didn't have a phone, oh, you know, yeah. like, you know, just literally alone in the dark that your mind starts playing tricks on you. Does the lights go off, though, when the elevator doesn't work? Um, sometimes they do. Usually I think they have a um, uh, emergency light, but it's not very oh. bright. It's, you know, it's a dull, a dull white light or maybe like a dull red um, you know, being in an MRI, uh, that that really made me have a claustrophobia moment. Uh, oh yeah, I, I heard like those that. are fucking insane. I uh, and sometimes you have to be in them for a long period of time. And they they literally tape your head to an apparatus so you mm-hmm. can't move and you can't chew and you. Can't, oh. and I didn't it, like that one. And then it makes like that ticking sound. Makes a very loud sound. Yeah, knocking. it's like tack, 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 like yes. over and over and over again. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. Um, so yeah, there's there's you know, that's and they said that's the most common one in that group. Um, flying in closed spaces, which is not a shock. Um, mm-hmm. and then of course, uh common medical phobias are fear of blood Ooh. and the fear of needles. The fear of blood, I kind of understand just because I think, you know, we we grew up in the AIDS epidemic, Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, you were always thinking like, can't get blood on you. You can't do this. And I'm I'm sure it's just the same now, obviously, 
with paramedics and that kind of thing. You know, I've seen things on online where like, you know, cops will get in brawls with people or they'll shoot somebody, you know, and, and as an officer, they go to try to help people right afterwards. The people that they shoot, they actually try to save their life and they're running yes. and putting gloves on to try to, you know, got to make sure. So it's, it's a very, um, I, I think it's a bigger thing than most people think. I think that's why a lot of people don't want to help people that are hurt. You know, if, you know, I've been in situations with car accidents where people were really bleeding there. I, I was with my friend at, at her house and there was a car accident right in front and it was a domestic violence thing. And she was pregnant and he hit the, he hit the brake and slammed her face into the dashboard and she was bleeding and pregnant. So when, then he ran into some cars, I don't know, they've been drinking, whatever. And I went out to help her because I knew who she was and that she was pregnant and I didn't put on gloves or anything. And she had a piece of glass hanging out of her, her head. head and, and I pulled it out and then applied pressure and did all these things. And my friend's going, you realize that's blood, but it didn't, it didn't phase me at the time. So I don't think I have a blood phobia. I don't want to be in it. But Yeah. I think again, I think, those are situational things though. Right. Yeah. I think that w when you see someone in pain or going through something, you, you go into a different mode, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, moms who, you know, they say have picked up cars or, you know, you're, you're just reactive. You're, you're just reacting. It's kind of, I've heard a thing about gunshots where people have been in gunfights and then didn't realize like their ears were ringing. But when they took the shots during the situation, they didn't hear the gunshots go off. And that's why you like a lot of people don't remember how many shots they took. They took mm -hmm. because you're you're um, it has a name. I heard one guy talking about it that um, your mind clicks into a different. A different mode and your and your ears like suck up and like you're just doing what you're doing and then as soon as your heart rate drops and all this shit happens like all of a sudden you're like oh shit my fucking ears are killing me well yeah because you just you know popped off five rounds from three feet in front of you so i think that's the same thing with you like you were reactionary you ran up you didn't care about what the blood didn't bother you because it was someone you were trying to help mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of the thing too so um, but yeah, like, and it's funny, like when you start to think, I seen some of the names again, like, I don't know where they get these from, but the fear of needles, it's T R Y P A N trypanphobia. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they get these fucking <laughs> names, but, but okay. yeah, fear of needles is very common, yes. very common. Um, like I said, I'm not a huge, it's funny. I have a shit ton of tattoos, but I don't really care much for needles. I, I'm better now. I think just, I mean, I've had my blood drawn so many times and I can just kind of giggle. It doesn't bother me, but when I was young, it did. Um, a list of unusual phobias is so extensive that we'll mention only a few of them. <laughs> Starting with a lorophobia, a U L O phobia the fear of flutes flutes 
flutes. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. And then yeah. this one is Keen Mortphobia, K I N E M O R T O phobia, is the fear of zombies. Which, I mean, I guess. If you see a zombie, tell me you're not going to run or do something to defend yourself. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot it in the face multiple times. Um, There's there. Here's here's again. That's alarm. Yeah. Here's some of the funnier ones. Like and again, these are all 100 percent real. There's the fear of symmetry. Things being symmetrical. Yep. Uh, symmetrophobia. Then there's ablobiophobia, A B L U T O. It's the fear of bathing. Oh, no. Like not being able to, no, I think more like a bathtub than cleaning yourself. It's probably okay. the fear of being in a bathtub, which I guess goes back to like the fear of drowning. But yes, the fear of bathing. I, I don't think, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I shouldn't say that. I should look that up while we're, while we're chatting about that. Uh, and it says the most, and, and perhaps the most unusual one. Uh, it's, I'm, again, I'm going to spell this one out, people. Sorry. A-R-A-C-H-I-B-U-T-Y-R-O phobia or something phobia. Fuck, who knows? This it's the phobia that you're scared that the peanut butter will stick to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> no bullshit. Is, that's that's a given. Why would you be eating peanut butter if you were afraid of that? Yeah, that's crazy. That's oh, no. Crazy. The fear of bathing. It's the fear of cleaning yourself. No. Yep. Is the overwhelming fear of bathing, cleaning or washing. Yikes. I'm so glad I don't have that one. Could you imagine? No. I mean, what? What? What do they do? Like, (laughs) fucking. Oh, and. What is the fear, though? I I, don't understand. uh, Let's see what it says. We'll look that up since we got a little time here. Please. Let's let's look (laughs) this up and see what it says. Uh, Okay, here's the medical definition. The definition, people are afraid of washing, bathing, or showering. Uh, bathing is a vital part of both medical treatment. Many people can live productive lives with their phobia under control. How do you clean yourself? Symptoms, lack of washing can have body hair. Uh, here's the symptoms you get racing pulse, difficult breathing, feeling faint or lightheaded, heart palpitations, feeling suddenly hot or cold, shortness of breath, shaking or trembling, dizziness, dry mouth or nausea. It sounds like you've got a cold or you're having a heart sounds attack. Sounds like you're tripping. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's, I don't know about all that. They, and they don't know why there's no causes, but obviously they they're scared of it because not cleaning yourself leaves leads to disease. That's crazy. I, again, I'd never, I'd never uh, heard of that one before and we're not going to go down that road. Crazy. 
yeah, I like to be clean, so that's not going to be my problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like, look, <laughs> I, I don't want to smell like ass. That's 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 my phobia. That's not the only thing you'd end up smelling like, though. No, you, you oh. would. Uh, well, and it even talks like it, it. It talks about like what happens because of like your hair and you know your body hair, and you start giving off funk everywhere. It's just it's not good, and then. Obviously, if something happens, like you get a cut or whatever, there's other things that can happen. Yeah. And it says the most common symptoms of phobias um, are kind of what we just talked about. Palpitations, dizziness, shaking, diarrhea. Oh, wow. Nausea and shortness of breath. Shortness of breath, I can kind of understand, like, because you're just you go into panic mode. Right. You you know, like I said, I I don't mind uh, small spaces. But um, I'm sure after a while, you you know, being locked up alone. I wonder. There has to be a fear of being alone. Uh, there's so got to be one. You talked about diarrhea being a symptom of the phobia. Could you imagine having that? I'm not wanting to bathe. Yeah, exactly. But that just that's a shit show, right there. Yeah, you're. That's <laughs> literally. literally. That's a super shit show. I mean, can you imagine you're shitting yourself all over because you're afraid that you have to go take a bath and now you're covered in shit that you no. can't go bathe. And, and you don't want to clean yourself. It's, yeah. it's about cleaning yourself. Yeah. I, um, that's... I couldn't do that. Yeah. We didn't talk about the fear of clowns, which is a very real I- I'm Me sure too. it's in here. I'm going down this the the a few facts. So here's one for you. 1.7% of the general mm-hmm. population suffers from aragrophobia. Uh aragrophobia, A-G-O-R-A phobia. It's the fear of open spaces or the fear of crowds. I've heard I, that. I, no, I have a friend who who loves Disneyland and literally suffers every time they go. No. Yep. Like gets crazy. And, and again, most people, um, you you know, will stay at home. Cause imagine if you were the, the, during the lockdown, they must've loved that shit. They were just like, woo, we don't have to go out anywhere. Fuck this. We're, (laughs) we're in lockdown. It's the greatest thing. And their, their anxiety probably lifted so much. Yeah, because there's no expectation to yeah, do anything. Exactly. The expectation uh, is stay home. Eight percent of the U.S. has a phobia of some kind. I wonder if that's higher now because of COVID. I mean, this was this this uh, one that we that I'm looking at on this webpage was for 2022, but um, I would not be shocked that if if it would be a little bit higher. Just again, people not wanting to go outside. There's people who still don't go outside or, you know, are still wearing masks or are still this or still that. But so I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be shocked if it's a little bit higher because, well, you know, I see people. it a lot in older people and older people isn't really all that much older. But uh, by by their 70s, people mm-hmm. aren't wanting to come around because COVID could take them out so quickly and they were so afraid of that. And I'm still seeing that with clients there. There's a real fear of that right now. Um, 
Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and I understand that. Like, look, I have. Uh... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. Look, if if you feel your life is at stake and again, if you're 20 and feel that way, it, that, you know, it, it's on you to do that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just couldn't see living my life that way that I'm just I guess I just have a different. A different outlook on on how that is done, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I find it um, even 8% is high. I mean, there's, you know, 200 million people in this country. So it, it, I remember, I'm sorry, go ahead. Can oh, it says it's about 19 million adult Americans suffer from phobias. That's a lot. I remember after getting in my first big car accident when uh, the paramedic told me uh, we were looking for you before we got to the scene of the crash. Like it looked like I had been thrown from the car and I wasn't. I was still in the car with my seatbelt on, thankfully. But I remember not being able to drive. I was afraid to drive after that happened for quite a long time. And I'm a driver. I put some serious miles on my car. I don't even go anywhere. I just, I drive everybody everywhere now. But that was huge for me because I was afraid of, of dying in a car after that accident. Right. So I know how it feels to go through that, but you have to continue to live your life and not let the fear get you to where you can't even be. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, well, or or can't go outside. I mean, there, there's a lot of people well before this pandemic that didn't like going outside. That's a scary thing, too, like where you're stuck, you know, locked in a box. I, I couldn't do that. But um, matter of fact, here it is. It's called uh, domatiophobia, D-O-M-A-T-O. The fear of houses or being inside one. Oh, that's being inside. Oh, yeah, that one's yeah kinda... because uh, isn't it agoraphobia? That's when you don't want to go outside. Yes, that's fear yeah. of open spaces. Then we there's a, uh, hypochondria. A, yeah, the fear of being sick. Yeah, we had a neighbor that lived next door to us growing up that was afraid to leave her house. And she used to, her husband would say that she used to love watching us play outside and she took pictures of us and like we became her little like outside family, I guess, because she 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 never left. Yeah, she never left the house. And at the time, nobody had fences in our yard. So we played football across three, four different (laughs) yards and, and, you know, rode our bikes and always had friends over and she could see into the backyard and into the front yard and so she would watch us for hours but she never I didn't know her she never came out to to know her or to right. be a part of the living and that went on like 25 years we lived next to her no. before she passed she didn't leave see that's crazy yeah. have you ever heard of this one this one's called trypophobia t-r-y-p-o phobia it's the fear of small holes and bumps. It, it's it's really wild. If you put that one in your Google search, <laughs> like all kinds of very bizarre pictures come up. It's um, 
it's an interesting one. Like I can understand why people don't like it, but it's a fear of like whole little holes or, or I don't know. You'll see it. A, A lot of the pictures that are on the internet are, aren't real. They're like makeup effects, but it's, that's the fear of that people get. It's like the fear of holes. It's T R Y P O phobia. And it's like, the the I've seen it a ton of times and I can understand why people don't like it because it's like this very I don't know it's like just some bazillions of small holes it's very bizarre looking but that's another so it's, it's an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or yep. bumps yep it's like and it's like wow like I couldn't imagine <laughs> but uh, you know like I said a lot of the the internet pictures aren't real they're just makeup effects but they're just kind of showing you like what it would be like but uh but there are like real real pictures of like crazy shit that's like you know like insect eggs in people's mouths and no. that kind of stuff or in their eyes yeah or like a, a shit ton of fleas in someone in a dog's ear oh, that God. that would be the one that would kind of drive you that would be that kind of phobia which is kind of an interesting uh an interesting one i'm not uh i'm not a a fan of it but it also doesn't bother me to the point where it'll like make me freak out or anything but um there's a fear of deep water that's yeah that that one's probably massive i don't like the ocean so i can totally understand that um i'm not a fan of i i love looking at it but i don't go in it it's the strongest oh no Mm -mm. when i was younger i used to go swimming in the ocean with my dad and we used to go to where they couldn't see us from the shore anymore and we'd have to follow the current and then once we hit land because of the way the the current went we would get out of the water and have to walk back and I loved doing that. But now that I'm older, I think, is that really where I want to be? Because, you know, sharks are coming in closer and closer. And yeah. you're so small when you're in the ocean out there like mm-hmm. that, that anything can happen. Well, and the funny part is, is that the, the sharks were always there. Right. They were. They were always there. So. But as... I noticed that when I was younger, I, I didn't have a fear of anything. You know, it's like, other than the falling, that's the only one I really remember. Mm-hmm. And I told you how I handled that. that it didn't, I didn't let it get to me. So when you're younger and you're, you're, you, your whole life is ahead of you, it feels like you don't have any fears. Like, there's no consequence for life. You just live it. And... As I've gotten older, I'm like, is that really how I want to do things? You know, I've I've noticed that I I look at life so much different than I did when I was younger. So when I was younger and we were in the ocean swimming, I I became a lifeguard at one point because I wasn't afraid of that at all. Right. I I wouldn't do that shit now. Yeah. I mean, I I could be a lifeguard at a pool. I just couldn't do it at the ocean. That's that's a little too much. I didn't do it in the ocean when I did it. It was for pools, but yeah, it was, it's still, people are afraid to go in a, a deep end of a pool. It doesn't have to be the ocean. Yep. My so, dad, yeah. my dad to this day doesn't know how to swim. 
That's so crazy. I have always mm-hmm. had a pool in my backyard, and I've probably taught about 30 different people how to swim. So I don't understand why people don't know how to swim. It doesn't, there's water everywhere. How could you not? Yeah. Take yep. the time to learn that. And, and my dad grew up in Tennessee, so you know there were fucking creeks and lakes and. Yeah. And never, he never learned how to swim. And the funny thing is, is, you know, growing up, you know, you always had to have an adult at the pool, you know, for the apartment. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, eh, if you drowned, you're drowning because I can't save you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think we'll be okay. When, when we were younger, my mom would say, just wait till Tina gets in the pool with you because if you won't drown while she's in there, you know, right, it was yeah. never, she never got in to make sure we were okay. She sent me to do the dirty work and right. right. I yeah. Did. I mean, I, I've always been a pretty solid swimmer, so I've, I've never had, um, I don't have the fear of drowning. Like it's not, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's always one of those things on the back of your mind, but like in a pool, no, I think I'd be fine. Um, but again, I don't go in the ocean, so I would never drown there either. But my son loves the ocean, loves the ocean. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's there right now because he's out, he's out near the beach. So he, he likes to go uh, do that kind of stuff. So here's uh, five new phobias that were diagnosed in 2019. There's eco-anxiety. It's the global warming effect. People are afraid it's prevalent among the younger generation, which is not a shock. There's uh, nomophobia, that's N-O-M-O. It's the fear of forgetting your phone. Mm-hmm. These are all real. Food neophobia, the fear of eating new food. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then there's carbophobia, the fear of eating carbohydrate-rich food. Jesus Christ, this country's in trouble. <laughs> um, then there's edit Eva evil fuck who knows e d i t i o v u l t a phobia the fear of being judged on social media yeah we um yeah we're fucked we're, we're I get so that though, so because old. social media people are just dicks. Let's be honest. Like when you're on social media, you, people that don't have balls to say something to your face, they'll text you. They'll they'll write it out. They'll they'll shitstorm you, is what I call it. Mm-hmm. And and then they're like, well, why are you getting offended? Like, because you're an asshole and you're saying stuff you wouldn't say to my face. You know, I'm like, if you'll say that on social media, please come and say it to me. Right, right. Well, you know, online bullies are a whole other thing. We'll we'll have to do a show on bullies. But we we need to bring somebody who's a tad younger on to uh, help us out with that since we haven't been in school in a while. Uh, Here's something for you. 22% of Google searches on fears include arathrophobia, the fear of other people. Oh, no. Come on. The fear of other people. I mean, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I don't have a fear of other people. I just don't like other people. Well, after our last uh, podcast that we recorded with, you know, these <laughs> with, guys that are like so charismatic and, and, you know, they put off that they're these neat people. And then next thing you know, they're serial killers. I kind of see where that could be an issue. Yeah. 
It looks like a lot of it has to do with with things about him. Mm. Excuse me, man. Um, the the fear of germs. I think that has a lot to do with is part of it. But yeah, uh, and uh, so that was one of the things um, Googled in Florida. In sharp contrast, the most Googled fear among New Yorkers, philophobia, the fear of falling in love. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of get that. Falling in love is 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 an interesting thing. Once we do our show on on sex, I think that that that'll be uh, you know, falling in love is a weird thing. It's you know, you you want to, but the fear of it is you fall for this person and they fall, and is it going to work? I can see that that being being a fear of people. New Yorkers though, they're New Yorkers are a little brash though. I'm surprised that that's a a Google search for them. For me, like the thought of falling in love and having to be in the situation again where you're just with one person and you have to make it work, I, I kind of got that fear a little bit. I wouldn't say it's a phobia, but it's definitely on my list of things that I'm looking out for. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I, but I think that that's. Yes, it, is it a fear, but it's not a fear that that breaks you down or no. you know makes you gives you the shits you know you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> and then you're not afraid to clean yourself that, yeah that's just the whole thing. That, i think that <laughs> falling in love is a common fear it's it's something we strive for but yes there's there's always the back end that can that can it's not going to work it's not going to work it's not going to work but fuck you could fear yourself to death i mean unfortunately and I think that that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's kind of, of how we need to look at this. It's like, yeah, you, you can fear yourself to death. So, I mean, you know, I, I think if you do have a phobia, um, obviously like you, there's, there's a way of, of trying to fix it, obviously by getting into the situation. Uh, I, I, you know, like I, I'm not a fan of spiders, but like you said, I don't think I'd want them thrown on me. Yeah, but, me but I can understand the the thing of being put in that situation to try to get better over it or get have some kind of fixing to it. Um, mm-hmm. The falling in love one, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess don't meet people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or, or, uh, hard to go there. Yeah. But I think that, you know, look, we all have fears and, uh, I, you know, more fear over phobia, I guess. Um, I look, mm-hmm. I kind of look at them fr- from a different point of view because we all have this kind of weird fear of something. Whether, you know, I, I, I think more like we talked about earlier, the failure part. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the biggest one of most people of just afraid of failing at whatever it is you're going to try to do. And, um, and and it's not easy to hear like, you know, pull yourself up from the bootstraps. Everything will be fine. Like we, you know, we can all say that, but um, how do we get to the point of, of actually doing it? Um, Because there is that fear. I'm also one to be like, fuck it. Just, you know, throw it against the wall, see if it sticks and see what happens. 
you know, who, who would have thought that, you know, for us, 50 something episodes later, we'd still be doing this. And, um, right. We had a lot of fear in doing this. Like, was it going to be okay? Were we going to be able to do it? Was, was anybody going to listen? listen? Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, or, or, and there's still sort of a fear to this, you know, because, you know, can you be yourself? Can you yeah, people knowing you that you don't know? Mm -hmm. yeah. That for me has been difficult. Yeah. Because you, you, you don't know. Um, mm -hmm. uh, my dog is in the, in the back over here barking and he's sleeping. <laughs> right now What's he afraid of? Uh, yeah i don't know there's some 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 dog in his in his sleep right now that's that's uh <laughs> that's getting him so oh there you go woke him up but uh yeah I, I don't know i think that look we we have fears daily all of us whatever they may be you know i hope that that the people who who do have them find a way to overcome them uh yes. in our case it's just, you know, balls to the wall. Um, hopefully people will, will understand you and me a little bit more. And like, you know, we talked about something off the air, which, you know, it's, it's quite the thing, you know, you in the dating world, <laughs> you know, people might, you know, if, if you tell them you have a podcast, the first thing they do is go out and listen to it. Which is that's a real thing. Yeah, which is great. But yeah, that that they're they're going to see who we are for real. Mm -hmm. So or at least, you know, the later episodes, the first maybe yeah, the first that. couple ones, maybe not as much. But but um, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely 100 percent on here. So I'm I'm sure that, you know, some people can get a little itchy or a little a little pissy with me. But look it's uh I, I think that's what makes us us we have no mm -hmm. fear sometimes and um we just got to keep on going and i think that if you have a phobia or a fear you have to find a way to not let it cripple you you still have to live you still have to live yeah because like there's not me you know how many how many more years you got can't can't let the the spiders in the attic bother you because let me tell you, they're in the attic. Well, Lots of them. They're in your bathroom. They're in yeah. your bedroom. They're in your car. They're everywhere. The, the first time I went into an attic when I was doing alarm installations that my my uh, supervisor at the time that was there with me goes, hey, just so you know, it, right before I went in the attic hatch, he goes, just so you know, there's a lot of fucking spiders up there. Don't let them bother you. And and I was like, all right, he goes. He goes, if you put your flashlight up and there's one in front of you, just move the flashlight to the side. So I'm like, all right. And I was waiting for this rod to come up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at it and I put my flashlight up and there's a fucking spider probably two feet in front of me. Big. Mm -hmm. And I went Whoop, and I moved my flashlight to the side and was like, there's fucking spiders up here. It doesn't matter. He goes, I just got to keep on going. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I crawled in a lot of attics with a lot of, I'm sure, shit that was up there. So. So I saw dead rats in attics like, yeah, yeah, there's so you, you'd be surprised what's in your attic. It's it's not what it's not what people think. That's why a lot of people, you know, we should do, uh, try to fumigate as often as you can, because, you know, no, still, you kind of want to keep spiders around spiders, spiders, yes. all the other bugs, but rats. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, that's, rats, story. Rats that's why good. I've always had a cat. 
And yeah. I've always, I always seem to get presents of dead rats, mice, lizards oh, yeah. on my front porch. But mm-hmm. at least they're not running around with my cat. No, they're they're actually showing. They're trying to give you a prize. They're like, look, mom, look yeah. what I did. I ah, did my think? job. Yeah, yeah. My mom had a mm-hmm. uh, my mom when she lived in Iowa for a while had a had a cat, big ass cat. His name was Dakota. He was big, he had a big fat head, and he would bring mm-hmm. like squirrels and rabbits. Like big, big animals, but he was big. He was probably, I don't know, 20 pound cat. He was big. He was mean. I mean, he was a nice cat, but he was just like rugged and had a big old barrel chest on him because he was an outdoor cat. So he mm-hmm. ran the neighborhood. So he was, he was 20 pounds and, and lean and muscular. It was interesting but my mom would always get mad there'd be bur- dead birds on the front porch and she'd be like <laughs> again it's like yeah i always get out the the uh, plastic bag and go thanks guys yeah yep, thank you and then i'm thinking God, damn, yeah that's what's kind of good you know dogs not so much with that you know they're yeah. maybe with squirrels but mine's too young he's he's not running after squirrels yet but i'm sure he will soon I had a what? cat that liked to go after those black, like, mockingbirds. I don't know if they're mockingbirds around here, but the crows, whatever oh, the crows, hell they are. Yeah. And they would dive at the cats. And I had one cat that used to be able to flip out of nowhere, just be standing, flip, and next thing you know, on top of this bird and feathers and oh, yeah. loud noises and everything was going. And I would just wait because he seemed to love the catch. So... I'd wait and he'd drag it onto the front porch mm-hmm. and drop it and come in like he did something really good. And, and you know, people don't understand like how strong a, a domesticated cat is when they yeah. grab a hold of something and they don't want to let go. They mean it. They mean it. They go to work. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. All right, teen. Well, we got another one in the book on fears and phobias cause we all have okay. them. And, uh, yeah. and obviously there's some really crazy ones. I, I'm, I'm glad I got to take a little li- look at this list because, yeah, people um, have it some crazy. It makes you kind of not feel so bad about yourself and what you're going through, does it? Yeah, it makes you kind of kind of feel like you're normal because I don't have a fear of garlic or long words. <laughs> it's kinda, I love long words and garlic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, speaking of garlic, we need to do chi-chi's. Oh, I'm so in. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. I need some. So, are we doing that this weekend? (sighs) Maybe we'll have to see. But yeah, I don't see why we couldn't. It should be good. All right. So uh, you can catch us on uh, what Uh, Spotify and and Google and Apple and Amazon, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Instagram, sometimes Twitter. Share the show with your friends. We need more uh, listeners out there. Share it all over. We're still like seven states short until we get to 50. We're still worldwide. Lots of people in England uh, listening in lately. Um, we got Brazil. Thank you, Tennessee. Thank you, Tennessee. Lots yeah. of people. And who lots. was the one? Where were we that there was a lot just oh, yesterday? Maryland. Oh, Canoga Park. Canoga Park. Yeah. Hey, if you're in Canoga Park, we know you. So let us know who you are. Yeah, because if not, so you're a, a friend through a friend through a friend because we know a and lot of thanks, people. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, as you know, this is an opinion show, so don't get it twisted. Keep coming back. Keep sharing. And we'll see you in a week. 
And uh, I'll see you in a week too, Tina. I'll actually, I'll probably see you this weekend because we're going to eat. Right on. I'm All in. right. Talk to you later. Bye.